Hi everyone, welcome to Baby Steps Nutrition, a podcast that focuses on nutrition, health, and wellness for families of children of all ages and stages. I'm your host, Argavon Neil Forouge, a pediatric dietitian and mom of two young children. My goal is to bring you impactful information that you can apply every day in a simplified, practical form to make life easier. Now let's get into today's conversation. It's Monday Motivation. Today's conversation is about a special organization whose mission is helping women break the cycle of poverty through work and job readiness programs. Tamara Ryan has more than two decades of experience in marketing and business development. She is the CEO of Women's Bean Project. Welcome, Tamara. I have been looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you. It all started when a dear friend of mine dropped off a package for me at my front door. And it's like she knew we were meant to connect. So when I learned about your story, I knew immediately that it was meant to be. So thank you for being here. Well, I appreciate your friend as well. (laughs) Yes, a big shout out to her. Um, I wanted you to share with us, because I love the story of how it all started and the mission and goals of the Women's Bean Project. Well, uh, thank you for asking that. And because we are, um, we've been around since 1989 and our founder, Jossie Ayer, was getting her master's degree in social work. She had gone back to school in her late 50s to get her MSW. And as a part of getting her degree, she had to volunteer at a nonprofit for the whole school year. And so she started volunteering at a daytime homeless shelter for women and kids. She saw the women come in and use the services of the shelter and the shelter would definitely keep the women safe. Eventually those women would go on to jobs. And so she wouldn't see them for a while, but because she was there for an entire school year, she kept seeing the same women coming back over and over again. So she thought if she could teach the women, not just how to get a job, but to ultimately keep that job, that would be the cure for poverty. She invested $500 of her own money buying beans for 10 bean soup. And she put two women to work. And that was our first product in 1989. And in that first holiday season, from that $500 investment, they made $6,100 in sales. Uh, And when you think about that in terms of a return on investment, gosh, it'd be great if all of our investments did that well. What, What I'm proud of is that we are still... Uh, consistent with that overall idea that if we can keep help women learn to get and keep employment, then we will be helping break the cycle of poverty. We fundamentally believe that when you change a woman's life, you change your family's life, and that all women have the power to transform their lives through employment. I absolutely love that quote. I was watching a YouTube video about your organization, and it the way it, it was explained, it's a food manufacturer, but also a human services organization. So that's really the best explanation. And I love that. Well, I was going to say that those two things don't necessarily go that well together. Mm-hmm. It's a hard way to run a business in that we are a food manufacturer. And so quality and consistency are paramount. And yet we're hiring women who initially, we don't know if they're going to come to work every day or they're going to be on time or they're going to have a lot of barriers to employment. And over the course of six to nine months, we help them become great employees only to let them go off and become somebody else's great employee. 
So true. And with all of that, so there are so many challenges that women face when they're trying to overcome poverty and unemployment. How does your organization help address these challenges? We focus initially on meeting each woman where she is. So after we're high, we hire her, and it is a full-time job that lasts six to nine months, the first thing we do is we sit down with each woman and we assess what her barriers to employment are going to be relative to self-sufficiency. So that could mean that her housing isn't stable or she really doesn't feel like she has safe childcare or she has health issues or she has um, issues related to her former incarceration. And so we sit down and work with each woman identifying what those barriers are. And then we work with each of them to help during their program time, help them overcome those barriers. And so I think part of the reason it works is because we're meeting each woman where she is. And then right after we do that, we begin to focus on where she's going. Six to nine months isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things, but it's long enough to begin to set new habits and to really help women focus on what their dreams are for the rest of their lives. And so that's what we we're addressing the things initially, and then we're focused on the future. Mm -hmm. And Tamara, I'm curious, the trend and the need that you've seen since 2020, because we know across our entire globe, there have been increased needs for many, many services. What have you seen specifically when it comes to the Women's Bean Project? Well, gosh, some of the things are beginning to get better, but uh, for the last three years, we've seen a lot of issues related to just overall health and mental health and people's access to resources in that regard. Uh, during the pandemic, many people were released from prison with only a couple days notice. In the past, it wouldn't be possible to be released from prison without a place to go, but many of these people were released into homelessness. And so it was very challenging for them to maintain sobriety while they were not stably housed. And then a lot of health issues that were coming up anyway were only worse worsened by the pandemic. Um, and then the thing that we're really seeing as an ongoing issue is access to childcare. Um, many of the childcare centers, um, the number is 16,000 childcare centers across the country closed permanently during the pandemic. And they're not coming back or being replaced. And so they're the childcare centers are very uh, precious. There aren't, there aren't as many um, as many spots for kids. And what we find is half in Colorado, where we are based, uh, half of the state, 51% of the state is in what's called a childcare desert, where there just aren't enough spots for the number of kids. And then do you foresee yourself expanding this beyond Colorado? I know that's a easier than answer question. This is uh, a question that comes up a lot. And uh, I will tell you that we have national distribution of our products. You can find our products in about a thousand stores across the US and then lots of online relationships. So we are not looking to expand out of Colorado in terms of doing the work. We're looking to expand across the country in terms of where we sell our products. And then in terms of sharing our knowledge, we consider ourselves very open source. So we will share the information that we have with other organizations who are trying to do what we do. We do, and part of the reason that we do that is because we are a 34 year old company that um, 
as I often say, has 34 years worth of mistakes, we could totally help <laughs> others avoid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> You've been there and done that. And I'm sure so many success stories along the way, which I would love for you to share because you've seen it all, I'm sure. I have. And I think um, someone asked me just recently how mm. I've been able to stay for so long when um, there are so many sad stories yes. and so many people who um, aren't successful. And it was funny because I had to, I tend to think about it the other way. I get to meet women on their first day when maybe they're not entirely sure why they've chosen to apply for a job at Women's Bean Project. And then over six to nine months, watch them literally blossom into these amazing mothers and community members and women. And so that's what I tend to think more about. Um, I remember one woman in particular, and this was fairly early in my tenure as CEO. She started working at the Bean Project when she was 21. So that's really on the younger end. The average age of women we hire is about 38. So she was younger and uh, her background was that when she was 12, her mother had introduced her to cocaine. And when wow. she was 13, her mom had kicked her out of the house because she perceived that her daughter was competition for boyfriends. So at 13 on the streets, she wasn't old enough to get a job. She, of course, dropped out of school and she started hanging out with people who took advantage of her and her youth and her need to stability. And so she was doing things like helping them sell drugs and committing violent crimes. And she did that until she was about 18 and she was arrested. And that was probably the best thing that could have happened to her because that really got her off the streets. And th over the next three years, she was involved with the criminal justice system. And so at 21, when she was just finishing her time as a part of the justice system, she came to Women's Beam Project. And I will say that, you know, she was not what you might think of someone who had sort of grown up on the streets. She was eager and she really wanted to have a different life. And so she worked really hard while, it, while she was with us. We helped her get out of a, a, a violent relationship, helped her find a, a new apartment for herself. And when she graduated, she went on to work at a local grocery store where she learned to count change. And she had a great manager who you know, worked directly with her. And she also enrolled in an adult high school because she had a third grade reading level. So, you know, there were, if you think about that, there were so many parts of our system that kind of let her down until she had the intervention when she was 18. Well, when she graduated our program, she, um, as I said, began to work at a grocery store and then moved up within that job. And today, 10, 12 years later, she has a daughter who's about 10 years old. She has a, um, a husband. They live in North Dakota. And she not only has a full-time job, but does volunteer at the local prison and goes in and meets with women who are incarcerated um, as a, as a, uh, a layperson pastor. And what I love about that is that a number of things. One is that she's giving back to the community that she was a part of. She's also has a daughter who will never know a time when she wasn't working. And I can't tell you how many times I've met women who say to me, when I was growing up, I didn't know anyone who worked mm -hmm. um, because that wasn't the, the culture of the community where she or of the family where she grew up. So I think that, you know, when you think about what that says about so many different things that when you change a woman's life, you change your family's life. 
when you, uh, when a woman sets an example of being employed, then she is setting her children on a path for employment. And for, and both kids and mothers understand the difference between a paycheck and a welfare check. And that there is a, a dignity that exists in work that really does not exist when one is getting government funds. And what I love about that story is when she's empowered and then she's also able to work with other people, they can directly relate to her versus if it's someone who has never been through that and cannot really connect on a deeper level. Well, I think that that's just it, it, that as much as one might be sympathetic, it's really there's a difference between sympathy and empathy, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I was getting goosebumps just listening to that story, but I can imagine if someone were exactly in that position and for someone to say, you are not alone and I hear you and I've been there and there is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, and I think sometimes um, also the role that Women's Beam Project takes is that we see it as our job to believe in women until they can begin to believe in themselves. And I think that that's a really important thing. And it, you know, it's a one, it's one of those things that's hard to measure. And we can talk about all the services we provide and all the things that we do with the women as a part of their time with us, both working and in our program services. But sometimes what it really takes is someone believing in, uh, in another person. And again, until they can begin to believe in themselves. Yeah, and that's huge because they didn't have that growing up. So they're almost relearning and connecting with that child who needed that at that moment in time. And then if they're raising a child, there's just there's just so much power there. Yeah, and I think the other factor is by the time someone comes to Women's Beam Project, she's been told all the things she cannot do. And she's yes. been told all, you know, reminded of her mistakes many, many times. What we can do is begin to focus on her future because everybody comes here for a reason and no one woman's reason is any better or worse than another's. And what we want to focus on is what she's going to do next. And I think for many women, that is the first time in, in a long time that anyone has been focused on that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the more I hear about this story, the more I love everything that your organization stands for. Tamara, can you share with us the products and services that you offer and how those are in alignment with your mission? Sure. We started with one bean soup mix and it's a dry soup mix with spices. You cook the beans and you add tomatoes at the end. That's our 10 bean soup mix. Today we have six different soup mixes. We also have baking mixes. We have brownie mix and a couple different kinds of cookie mixes, uh, scones and cornbread. So we have a whole bunch of baking mixes. We also have snacks. So ready to eat items. We have instant beans and rice cups. So we have about 50 different individual food products that we make um, at, at, and distribute across the country. The interesting thing about what we're able to do because we're doing everything under one roof is we're able to split the women's time. 70% of each woman's paid time is going to be spent working in the business in some way. So that's either producing the product or helping us ship it or any number of different tasks around the manufacturing operation. And then 30% of her paid time is spent in program activities. And we think of it as the bean job and the U job, the YOU job where she's working on herself. That program time is where she's working on things like uh, 
financial literacy skills and planning and organizing. And she'll be putting together a resume and a cover letter and identifying what kind of job or career entry level job she wants to have next. But it's a very robust program where she's working on herself and then she's and then she spends her time in our business working on the creating the revenue that helps pay her wages. Absolutely. I think these are the best kinds of gifts. I know when I first opened my box, I just felt like immediately, I'm like, this is what I'm giving to everyone I know um, during the holidays or all year round. And I love the fact that when you open the box, there's a little, it tells you who prepared that box for you. So there's yeah, that intimate connection. That is one of the things that I think is um, has really helped us a lot, and I appreciate that you got it as a gift, and now you're trying, you're paying it forward, so to speak. And honestly, that's really how we've grown through the years: is that someone will receive our product as a gift. It intrigues them enough to have them do a little bit more research, and then they begin to think about other people to whom they would give these gifts. What what we've tried to do, because so many of our customers are people we've never, will never meet, mm-hmm. and or will never interact with directly is we've tried to make sure that our products do a couple of things. One is that there's a, an impact statement on every product. So for instance, our bean soup mixes say these beans create jobs and our cookie mixes yes. say these cookies create jobs. And then also on our baking mixes and our soups, it's sealed with a sticker. This is, I think what you're talking about that says lovingly hand packaged by yes. and it's the name of a woman in the program. And so that is an actual person who was involved in making the product that comes to your door which I think is really just a great thing to know. I mean, we intellectually, we all know that there is a person behind products, but it, I think it's really cool when that person has a name and you know someone's life was actually changed by your purchase. Yes, and that stays with you as you're opening the package, as you're preparing the product, all which are so delicious. I highly recommend them for everyone, especially those who have kids. It's always nice to open something and unwrap something and then prepare something. And it's the element of surprise too. Well, there's a great thing about our mixes also is they're they're awesome to make with kids because they come with everything in them except for say the butter and the egg or whatever you would substitute for those. And so it's really nice because it's, they're pretty self-contained and you can make a batch of cookies or a batch of brownies. And it's a really awesome way to engage a little kid to you know help you with the mixing and help you scooping the the cookies out. So that's that's super fun. We have a snickerdoodle cookie mix and <laughs> there's nothing more fun than, you know, rolling those little balls and then rolling them around in the cinnamon sugar. Totally. I'm going to make a video with my kids preparing that at some point. So I hope everyone can stay tuned for that. I'm Tamara, for those who are listening, whether they're organizations, entrepreneurs, or just people who are looking to create a positive social impact, what would be your advice for them? Well, I think one of the most, um, the one of the best ways to make an impact personally is having your purchasing align with your values. And I do think that many of us are interested in doing that. And I certainly think the pandemic really pushed us uh, further in that direction. Uh, and today there are a lot of options for ways to do that. And there are a lot of online marketplaces for ways to do that. Um, And so my advice to consumers is to look for products that align with your values. And even if they're, um, it's not the cause that, you know, you would go to the top of the mountain to put the flag, 
it would be something that really you can see it makes an impact and it, it gives back to, um, to people in, in communities. With respect to other um, entrepreneurs and other companies, I, my advice really is to make sure that everything that you do reinforces the, the social impact of the buying decision. What you want is for uh, there to be no question that somebody's life is being affected by the by the purchase. And that's one of the best things you can do in terms of reinforcing that buying decision. Amazing. And as CEO, you've been doing this a long time. What have been your most rewarding moments? A couple of things come to mind. One is when someone who graduated years ago comes back and um, and her life is totally different, like the story I was telling earlier. The continuation of that story is that years later, we had an opportunity for a magazine article. They wanted to interview a graduate. And so we asked her if she would participate. And within that article, there was a a picture of her and her daughters side by side, and they were just beautiful in this photo. And the article came out and I came into my office one day and there were flowers on the table in my office. And when I looked at the card, it was from this graduate. And so when I called her to thank you for sent her for sending them, she said, you know, my dad always said I could never be a model and look at me now I'm in a magazine. And I just think that if you, the, when I get the opportunity to see that the work that we did and providing an environment for someone to grow has a lasting effect, that's when it's super meaningful. And, uh, and that's really what's kept me going for so long is that I know that um, there are people and families' lives that are totally different because of the opportunity that Women's Beam Project offered them. Yeah, and it's the beauty of storytelling. So you have created this platform for people to come forward and be able to share their stories. And also, you know, there's there's a reward of not just the professional transformation, but the personal one, which is much deeper. Exactly. And it's it's an, a place where they can realize that they matter mm-hmm. and that they um, they matter not only to the, the world and they can matter, they can go and find an employer where it makes a difference that they're there every day. And they matter to their children. And even if they've made mistakes before, there's no mistake that's so huge that they can't recover from it. And I think that, you know, women in particular carry a lot of shame for mistakes, you know, that they've made in the past, you know, and and I think we have a very unique um, ability to um, make those mistakes seem um, overwhelming and as though they can't be overcome. And I think that when, if we can create an opportunity or an environment in which women can begin to feel better about themselves and begin to, for instance, reestablish relationships with their children and begin to uh, feel worthy of having a better life, then that is going to continue to pay dividends long into the future. Yeah. And I feel also as women, we tend to be harder on ourselves than anyone can ever be on us. Isn't that true? And uh, the the narrative that goes on in our own heads is so much harsher than anybody else's criticism could ever be. Absolutely. Tamara, where, how can we support the Women's Beat Project and its mission? You can find us at womensbeanproject.com. 
And then uh, on our site, we actually have a map. If you wanted to purchase uh, products in person, you can look in, uh, on the map and see if there is a store near you where you can purchase the products. But And then, of course, also through us at womensbeanproject.com, you can purchase anytime. Um, we also, that's, sales support about half of our operating budget. And then the way we fund the program services is through grants and donations. So if someone were inclined to either round up on their purchase or provide a donation, that would always be appreciated because that really helps support the programming that really does help change the women's lives. Amazing. And I'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes to make them easily accessible. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you. And Tamara, thank you for being here to share about the transformative power of giving someone a chance. I mean, that's really where it needs to start. And thank you for sharing all of the amazing and inspirational stories and how really a little can go a long way. Thank you so much. And it's really about the ripple effect, something that we both highly value. And Again, your organization, you, you've inspired us in the greatest way and all of the stories that have come at result since this organization have been, has been established. So thank you again to all of you for doing the work that you do. And to the listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast with your host, Argavan Forush. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you and your family can use to make daily life a little easier. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please leave a rating and review, share with others, and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast. As always, you can head over to babystepsnutrition.com to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. See you next time. Tune in. Feel great.